there, I'm Leslie Goodburn. You're listening to the Purple Rainbow Pancreatic Cancer Podcast. In the podcast, we look at pancreatic cancer across its impacts, outcomes, and future treatment and support. We'll hear from patients, loved ones about the reality of the diagnosis. We'll hear from surgeons, oncologists, and nurses about the work they do to support people who are affected. We'll hear about the wonderful work done by researchers to find a breakthrough in understanding and treatments for the future. We hope that as a result of the podcast, you'll learn more about the signs and symptoms, about how this diagnosis affects the family, about the hope for the future. Thank you for listening. Charlotte and I look forward to you joining us on our journey through pancreatic cancer throughout the 30 days of November with contributors from across the world. The Purple Rainbow podcasts are produced as part of Seth's legacy in memory of my wonderful, kind, curious, funny husband, Seth Goodburn. Hello and welcome to today's episode. I'm Charlotte. Today I'm joined by Georgia Papaklovalu. She is the Health and Intelligence Improvement Lead at Pancreatic Cancer UK, which does sound like a big job. And because it sounds like such a big job, I thought I'd ask her if it really was the big job that it sounds like. It's a quite big remit and for a disease like pancreatic cancer, where often uh, we find out that sadly, uh, even the basics are not in place. It's really, really hard. Uh, we often feel like uh, we we really now we really need to um, sort out the basics and the baseline, and then work on this and build on that basis um, to make improvements and make sure that pancreatic cancer sees uh, the progress that uh, other cancers see as well. Um, Sadly, as you probably know, pancreatic cancer has the worst survival outcomes. Um, it's uh, five-year survival is currently at 7%. Um, hardly has anything changed in the last uh, 50 years. And we, we really think that although the prognosis and the outcomes are really poor, they are really big opportunities for improvement. And this is what uh, we really want to make sure as an organization um, to strive for and make sure that everyone um, gets the best service um, in diagnosis, treatment and support now, but also uh, make sure that uh, there are the big improvements long term and uh, um, most important, importantly sustain these big transformations and improvements. How are you doing this at the moment? What are the projects that you're working on at the moment? So at uh, Pancreatic Cancer UK and uh, most uh, and in particular in my team, um, we are having our Transform Care Everywhere uh, vision and um, one of our key strategic objectives as an organization is to transform survival and improve quality of life so that everyone affected by pancreatic cancer lives long and well. And uh, one of the um, uh, key programs of work that we are doing in my team is um, under the Transform Care Everywhere umbrella is uh, our Optimal Care Pathway initiative that uh, we launched uh, about a year ago now, actually. And uh, this is a platform uh, to bring 
all the pancreatic cancer community together across all NHS level, clinicians, policy stakeholders, service managers, uh, also people with uh, lived experience to work together collaboratively and um, build consensus on what, what best practice in diagnosis, treatment, support and care looks like in pancreatic cancer, but also map out what needs to happen to drive implementation of best practice. At the same time, working together to understand uh, key issues and gaps in different areas of care, develop plan of actions, and uh, make sure that uh, we are taking all this forward together and we are taking all this to the big decision makers in NHS uh, across the UK, but also the UK government to make sure that uh, pancreatic cancer always stays at um, uh, the top of the political agenda and uh, it uh, has uh, the attention it deserves and needs to make this change happen. How much difference is there? You say about understanding the best practice, bring the community together. How far apart is it at the moment, do you think? I think actually that we've made a huge progress in the last couple of years uh, as Pancreatic Cancer UK to bring the community together, um, to set up a really, really diverse um, community of people with pancreatic cancer across all geographies uh, in the UK and make sure that what we do represents uh, every area in the UK. Obviously, there is a lot more to be done and there is uh, a lot more space for improvement. But uh, I think that uh, every little step uh, in a disease like pancreatic cancer can really uh, make a huge difference. So it's not really an easy answer, but I really think that uh, we have a very committed and engaged community. And I'm really optimistic that uh, there are big opportunities if we keep working together to make uh, this change happen. What do you think some of those opportunities are? What do those opportunities look like? At the moment, for example, obviously, um, I, I'm not going to talk about research as much because we know that research always takes a bit uh, more time. But I think that the big opportunities that we have through the optimal care pathway is to, is to get any opportunity that exists to improve existing clinical practice. Um, to create the placeholders in the optimal care across the pathway for these research breakthroughs to be adopted, but also make sure that uh, we are engaging with um, national and local NHS uh, uh, healthcare services and systems um, to support them to any projects and uh, health improvement work that they are doing on pancreatic cancer. And uh, we are at a position that uh, there are a few commitments um, by um, NHS across the UK on pancreatic cancer. And we want to make sure that uh, whatever comes from the optimal care pathway work, whatever um, the community develops really fits into these national initiatives and uh, some examples are the national clinical audit on pancreatic cancer that uh, NHS England and NHS Improvement have commissioned the Royal College of Surgeons uh, of England 
um, to yes to do the national clinical audit in England. Uh, also, they will be doing a national clinical audit in Wales, and uh, there is also another national. Uh, program of work that it's called Get It Right First Time that uh, will be reviewing uh, pancreatic cancer services. So we are really keen to engage and work with uh, um, the national teams in uh, scoping out design and delivery of this project. And there are a few things uh, uh, going on at the moment uh, that we work on uh, early detection and uh, high risk um, surveillance and um, uh, this is something that uh, we are currently working with uh, NHS England and NHS Improvement. So there are opportunities there and uh, I think that we have made these uh, big steps of engaging uh, um, yes, NHS across the UK uh, to um, uh, work together and um, uh, progress some of uh, the the, some of the key unmet needs for people with pancreatic cancer. We all know that pancreatic cancer is a horrific disease. I mean, I'm not even going to try and sugarcoat it in any way, shape or form. It's, it's not nice in any way. It's just horrible. How hard is it still, though, to get the attention of the people who are making policy decisions, who are in charge of, you know, doing audits across the NHS, that kind of stuff? How difficult is it to to get their attention and try and get them to do something about it when there's so much else going on in, in the world right now. You're absolutely right. It's really, really hard. And especially um, there are so many cancers, so many other health conditions, but also it's not only about health and social care. There is, as you very well said, a lot more happening at the moment in the world and uh, particular in the UK, but I think that we have incredible supporters, incredible ambassadors as Pancreatic Cancer UK, who have made uh, the case that uh, pancreatic cancer really, really needs to see some change. Um, and um, we also have, as uh, discussed um, before, a really committed and engaged uh, uh, clinical community and uh, a lot of interest from uh, local healthcare services and systems to work on pancreatic cancer. So despite the challenges, we are really hopeful that uh, we can drive uh, a few changes. Um, again, I mean, I, I, I don't really have the solution 100%, but what I know is that um, as a team, uh, as a community, we are really, really determined to drive the change and uh, make sure that our voice is amplified. Yeah, I don't think there's any doubt there isn't determination out there from from the whole community as well. And you mentioned supporters and ambassadors, and I've, I've heard the word advocates being used, like patient advocates being used a lot during this month when I've been doing these interviews. And I think that's a really interesting um thought about it as well how we're all advocates for the for people with pancreatic cancer what can what can we do as supporters as patient advocates to to help get this message out there there are a few things that uh, that uh, supporters and advocates uh, can do to help uh, taking the message out first of all i would welcome any um 
any advocate, any supporter, anyone with lived experience um, of pancreatic cancer, either through personal experience or uh, caring for a loved one or knowing a friend uh, or, yes, a close, uh, a loved one who had uh, pancreatic cancer um, to share with um, the charity uh, their personal experience. This is incredibly helpful um, when it comes to developing what optimal care should look like, what uh, the challenges were. Um, we are also we also launched uh, um, a campaign as part of the Pancreatic Cancer Awareness Month on the 2nd of November, the No Time to Wait campaign. Um, and uh, we have uh, a petition uh, currently um, to take uh, our voice and the need uh, of, um, uh, of yes, the Department of Health and Social Care and the UK government um, to provide the funding needed uh, for people with pancreatic cancer to get to have uh, uh, the best uh, diagnosis, treatment and support possible, uh, not only long term, but also to make sure that uh, um, they manage all the pressures that uh, are coming this winter. So this is another uh, way to support that what we do, uh, especially for November, but uh, long term, uh, definitely um, in, in our optimal care pathway, pancreatic cancer community, we welcome uh, um, any level of experience from personal experience, professional experience um, to fit into the work that we are doing. I think that's really important as well, having both that personal and that professional experience, because it's important to hear families and patients and what they've been through is almost as much as it's important to hear from from that professional point of view as well isn't it yeah it is that's uh, absolutely right and we we want um every voice uh, heard and uh, also we need to make sure that uh, people with pancreatic cancer and their families receive the care they need but also we want to make sure that the clinical community and people who develop services uh, are well equipped uh, to do their job properly and uh, they need funding, for example, to improve practice or they need also to hear what uh, people affected need as well. So I think that there is uh, a multidisciplinary angle of uh, what optimal looks like. What would you say have been the best bits of this year for you as a charity? Well, I think that um, this year we had uh, actually many, many successes, um, especially in terms of how we engage with uh, national um, policy cancer teams across the UK to deliver programs of work uh, for pancreatic cancer and probably something that uh, uh, it's probably one of our key flagships for this year is uh, the development of a best practice timed pathway uh, for pancreatic cancer as part of the NHS England and NHS Improvement Task and Finish Group um, in which uh, we have played uh, an instrumental role uh, in uh, developing 
uh, feedback from the whole community of uh, what uh, best uh, practice in diagnosis of uh, people with pancreatic cancer should look like. And um, also, we have developed an ambition of uh, a pathway, of a diagnostic pathway for 21 days. And um, yes, I think that uh, we are um, hoping that uh, this uh, will very soon become a reality, at least uh, in terms of a national guidance. But uh, we are hoping to move forward into its implementation in the coming year. But it's definitely one of the key things that uh, we really worked hard as a charity and uh, it feels like all this hard work is paid off uh, and um, this will uh, um, ultimately improve uh, uh, experience and uh, hopefully survival of people with pancreatic cancer. Thank you so much to Georgia for spending time with me and talking to me about everything they're up to at Pancreatic Cancer UK, one of the pancreatic cancer charities that obviously are in the United Kingdom at the moment. Don't forget, we've got an episode for you every single weekday this month, Monday through to Friday. And they're not going anywhere either. I know we're heading towards the end of November, it's towards the end of Pancreatic Cancer Awareness Month. These podcasts, along with all the others we've done, stay up for as long as podcasts are around for. So you can always, always go back and have a listen to them again, or just go back and find out which ones you've missed. Just search for Purple Rainbow and you'll find them. And you can also find them all on our website, purplerainbow.co.uk.